And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 289 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Angela Bones Bullock. Back again. Back once once again. Uh what was it? In was it InSync or, or Backstreet Boys that did the what were they gonna Backstreet's back? 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 No, 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 there is Backstreet's back, but it's like ba 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 back again, again, again. I will grant that is the melody that was in my head as I said it. I do not know. I do <laughs> not know. I, yeah. I'm sure there's a I ton of be, people already going to Twitter just like, you idiots, it's this. I want to be very clear. This is not like a misogynist rejection of boy bands as girl things. This is my being very bad at popular music in general, but I am I am the worst at answering questions like that. Like, any... Any knowledge of popular music I have gleaned has come from TikTok in the last yeah. six months. Like no, it, I know, same. I know who Doja Cat is, and I, <laughs> uh, I I know who Doja Cat is because this there's a hilarious. I guess is it originally a TikTok, but I saw it on Instagram because I don't have a TikTok, and everything <laughs> cross everything cross posts anyway. Um, whereas uh, it's like how Doja Cat records a new song and it uh, and it shows uh this guy singing like the lip syncing the, the lyrics and then there's a part underneath the lyrics where you hear just go ah. it's just like it's like a doppler effect <laughs> of a anyway and so you just then see the guy who's recording who's supposed to be joja cat just do that to the mic just like just just going and then just arcing in front of the Mike, anyway, <laughs> that is that is stuck with me, and that's the only that's the main reason I know who Doja Cat is. Gotcha. Um, um, I also feel like I should mention Olivia Rodrigo and Dua Lipa. Also, I know them thanks to the TikTok. Was it so? Wasn't Olivia Rodrigo the one that met with Biden? That's, yes, that is that's who I know her as the random chick who met with Biden. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of Good for You. Yeah, I, yeah, that's there. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like, I don't know who you are, but you met with the president of the United States and not the the most recent major douchey one. Like, Sour Slaps is an album. I am all for it. Good for you is my favorite on it. Uh, Dua Lipa's music video for Levitating is literally an 80s style anime music video. She literally hired a japanese animation company that specializes in retro anime okay to do her music video uh surprise listeners this is now a pop culture and music podcast <laughs> well it was that is we look we have we have uh <laughs> exhausted what i can contribute to that conversation 
if you were talking about if we were to talk about uh classic rock like i'm talking about like dad rock then i'd i'd be able to go all day man i mean <laughs> i can talk about queen and a little oh, bit of sticks yes. and the beatles main thing i know about sticks is uh renegade yeah um that's fair that, that uh, song I, does slap i mean uh my my attachment to sticks mostly because comes from the song mr roboto the the domo go, domo, domo arigato mr roboto that, that was one. that that's the same that's the same band that did renegade you're kidding me yes holy shit you, you learn something new every day folks I mean, you've got me second guessing myself now, so I'm gonna double check it. But uh, <laughs> so, what is like randomly like weird out? Like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> no, it was like least... a whole concept album. It was a whole. It was a whole like the entire thing has a narrative concept album, and that oh. was supposed to be the opening number of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yes, it is sticks. I was correct. Okay. Uh, I, I this is how little it. confidence I have. I have loved that song for decades. I'm like, <laughs> maybe it's not Sticks. It's, well, I, I mean, I've known that song for so long. I didn't know it was Sticks. Um, I think the reason my, but when you said don't, uh, when you said Mr. Roboto, it was who's who was the DJ that like essentially discovered uh, Weird Al. It's something. It's kind of it's uh, it, kinda, it rhymes with Roboto, like. I do not know. I do love me some Weird Al, though. Yeah, it's like, it was like this radio DJ, and like, Weird Al was like, he, like, he listened to him all the time, and like, he wrote in a bunch, and then like, sent in, essentially, demo tapes of like, his early parodies, and like, this dude played them, and like, he's the reason <laughs> that we have Weird Al as an entity. Was, that is incredible. Yeah, uh, I, utterly blanking on his name uh currently well we should we should talk about comics yeah it's, uh, i mean we could just make this a pop culture uh, a pop music podcast again i i i'm, I'm out of gas <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> queen good that's a that very is... controversial statement <laughs> i'll live with that one i'll live with that one <laughs> so you'll, you'll die on this hill queen good queen good <laughs> I mean, look, my Queen Hot take is that uh, going slightly mad is an underrated bop, as is Invisible Man. Neither I... of those songs get enough respect, and their music videos, incredible. I think, I think the song that plays most in my head by Queen at this point is actually I Want to Break Free. I mean, that's just all of us under late-stage capitalism. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe so. Uh, so what was it? There was a, uh, a you know those that kids react series on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They played, uh, they played. I want to, uh, want to break free, and this little like eight year old girl is, uh, is listening to it. She's listening to the lyrics, and she just looks into the camera, and she's just like, "But you are free." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, "Oh, sweetie, you don't know enough emotional turmoil yet." <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I am not a huge, like, going to concerts person, mm -hmm. unless it's a nice symphony orchestra, because I am that kind of dork. But, yeah. if the remainder of Queen ever toured with Lady Gaga, they could not take my money fast enough. That would be an interesting combo. I know they've kind of pretty much settled into Adam Lambert 
taking um uh Freddie's place. Which I mean, is like, cool. I mean, like they advertise as Queen and Adam Lambert. Like he's not yeah. part of Queen. Um, I mean, I guess that's what happens when, like, you know, your lead singer dies tragically in a global pandemic. Uh, as happens. Yeah, as, as it turns as out. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, and I, I have no problem with Adam Lambert. I've listened to some of his stuff with Queen, but Lady Gaga does not get enough respect for actually being like a really powerhouse voice without all the sort of dance production that normally goes on top of her. Like when she, she did for the Grammys a few years ago, a medley of music from, from, uh, oh, the musical about nuns hiding children from Nazis. Sound uh, of music. Sound of music. Yeah. And like absolutely killed it. Yeah. Anyway, it's... also I and I I love Queen's stuff arranged for a female voice. I think it's actually really interesting. Well, yeah, because yeah, because Freddie went pretty high, or could he did? There was an interesting uh, Barcelona. That's an interesting because he was because Barcelona. I think it was just was only a Freddie single. It wasn't a Queen song, but he did it for the uh, Barcelona um, Olympics. And he did it with a famous Spanish opera singer. Um, or she may not have been Spanish, but she's a, she was a famous opera soprano. And so as such, Freddie used like his more natural, deeper voice, um, which he did like his his baritone, which he like didn't get to use very often with how they wrote Queen, like how they did Queen a bunch. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an interesting, that's an interesting song, if only for that. Uh, to just hear there's a, go lower. There's actually a stage musical that uh, is basically a Queen jukebox musical called We Will Rock You. And oh, I have yeah. heard a <laughs> concert course. version of it performed by a couple of the leads from the London production along with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Um, And like, Hammer to Fall, written as a duet for two voices, one male, one female, is really great. Like, there's so much layering that that gets added that way. Anyway, yeah. I just I figure if they're gonna play with it, like play with it, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, we've done eleven yeah, minutes it's... on not even popular <laughs> music at this point in this decade. Um, great queen music. Shall yeah, Queen shall never die. Uh... Long live the Queen. Mm -hmm. uh, Batman, another yes. another force <laughs> of popular culture that will never die. Yeah. <laughs> queen like batman who wants to live forever yeah uh we have a spate of bat books let's start with uh i will briefly start with the 2021 annual written by james tynan the fourth with art by ricardo lopez ortiz colors by romulo fayardo jr and letters by clayton cowles this actually uh wraps up the backups that have been running through batman telling a story about Ghostmaker trapped on an island by a bunch of his major nemeses, most of whom are trying to convince the rare, the very rich one who have paid them to be there. No, 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 no. You want to stop this? Let us go. Let's all get out of here while we're still alive. Yeah, let's just, just run. <laughs> just, you and fool. The, the backups were each like, one of those villains each telling their story about fighting Ghostmaker. This issue yep. is Ghostmaker just wiping the floor with everyone on the island. Every one of them. 
but it's framed by some some flashback to Ghostmaker as a kid, and also like Ghostmaker and Batman fighting together in Gotham now. Um, it actually wound up being a little more like earnest and emotional than I expected a book about Ghostmaker, whose whole thing is not having emotions to be. Well, well, I see. I wonder if he's kind of like Dexter, where like from the the TV series mm-hmm. uh, about the serial killer of serial killers. Not the um, short redheaded child and his blonde sister. Uh, no, not that one. Not Dexter's Lab. Uh, although that would be an interesting crossover, to say the least. Um, but, uh, so, like, this, most of the series, he's just kind of like, oh, like, I'm not, uh, like, oh, I don't have emotions, I don't feel, like, blah, blah, blah. I just have this need to kill. And it's like, as it goes on, it's like, no, you love your sister, you like your, you like your co-workers at work, uh, <laughs> like, in season three, which is probably the best season, um, uh, spoilers, uh, his wife gets murdered by the guy he's by, chasing throughout the by entire John, series. By John Lithgow, of all people. Yes, by John Lithgow, uh, which is just, just great. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and so they're just like, uh, of course you have an epilogue in the, in the very end of the season, and then like, you see the the fallout in the next season is like no yeah you do have emotions dude and like that's why he killed your wife (laughs) yeah um that's actually a pretty apt comparison i'm happy with that and we can we can actually move on from there it's a gorgeous issue uh i it 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 keeps the anime style or the manga style that those backups have had i've been Um, really enjoying that style yeah um i guess uh the Fear State Omega is next. Yes, it is. Again, written by James Tynan IV, with art by Ricardo Federici, Christian Deuce, Ryan Benjamin, Guillaume March, and Trevor Harrison, with colors by Chris Sotomayor and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, the end of Tynan's tenure on Batman. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely feels like um, it definitely feels like an ending in terms of like. Uh, kind of like the ending of the first Avengers, where it's like, you know, the last ten minutes, it's just kind of like showing people kind of going back to their lives, but, you know, things are different now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely, it definitely feels apparent to me that Tynan had planned to be in Gotham longer, mm-hmm. and after getting the Substack deal, you know, had to make some choices about what books to keep writing and what he needed to move on from, which is what we also know to be the case. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, he's he's stated as such, but then also was just kind of like, uh, well, I guess because like, he's on the main Bat book, which means he's the head writer of all of them. So, yeah. like, well, and he's talked about responsibility. coming out of future state. All the Gotham books have worked kind of like the X office has at mm-hmm. Marvel. Where being the Batman head writer has put him in a position where he's like coordinating and communicating and sometimes even co-plotting with other Batman writers Mm -hmm. so that larger story beats are actually getting dispersed around all those books in a more holistic way. So I'm sure it was a huge time commitment. Yeah, but also like, 
And for a while, I was feeling okay with it because, like, I'm reading Robin, I'm reading uh, Batman, and um, Harley Quinn, um, and Nightwing. Did I say I may have said Nightwing? Anyway, it's <laughs> a lot of bad books. There's just so many. Um, there really are. But like the past couple of issues of Harley, I because I haven't been reading Catwoman mainly it feels like where it's i feel lost with harley quinn uh like i miss it issue which i did yeah i i will say my one kind of complaint about fear state which overall i've enjoyed actually is that those two books and only those two books mm. share a plot line yeah and i do read both of them but just by virtue of having gotten behind and the way I got caught up, I read all the Harley issues to get caught up, and then I read all the Catwoman issues to get caught up a week or two after that. And it was like, okay, I, I know enough about what's going on and what was already going on in Catwoman to connect those dots. Yeah. But it was very much a case of these should have either been co-branded as part one and part two on the cover, or just lived in one book or the other yeah because like i'm i opened up i cracked open harley today and it's like part three fear state i'm like what yeah because then there's like a like kevin has like a love interest now and like he has I, this armor i'd like what well, the hell but that that was just in the last issue of harley that wasn't from Catwoman. that was he had met he had met the other person, like, literally at the end of the prior issue of Harley. He was fighting some enemies in an alley. She showed up and helped him fight them off. And then he was like, oh, that building's on fire. I better run in. And then the next issue, we just got kind of the end medius res, him in the building. Okay. It's, I, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. I guess it's been a month since I read the last Harley issue. But um, the whole thing with the two Ivies and where was the, like, calmer more chill ivy and where did mm -hmm. she come from like if you were if you were only reading harley and not catwoman yeah i have no doubt that that makes no sense yeah well then because also then that is shown uh that reunion of those two is then shown in the last part of fear state in mm -hmm. batman in batman last issue of batman as issue of batman uh yeah so like that kind of sucked um but, uh, you know, I'm excited for what's to come. Uh, yeah. There's a lot that's, of uh, interesting chess pieces on the board. That's for sure. Um, and I don't want to sound, like, too hard on the Bat books. That's a problem with, like, all crossovers yeah. that happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I will uh, say, just one last thing. Uh, the part I did like about this specific issue, Fear State Omega, was, uh, like, uh, of course, they... You know, have Scarecrow, they're hauling him away, right? So he's in the back, and he's giving his villain speech, like, oh, like, you can never stop me. Did you not think I didn't plan for this? And the guys in the front are like, what the, like, what the hell? And, you know, they see these uh, mind-controlled uh, uh, goons of the Scarecrows uh, show up and, like, stop the car. And, like, you just hear this fighting on the outside. And then the door opens and it's Batman. And he's like, yeah, I double played for your double plan. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, 
I liked getting to see kind of what the new status quo will be for some of these Tynan created characters. Miracle yeah. Molly is like made a deal where the rest of the Unsanity Collective gets to go free, but she will do their jail time. And, and Batman's <laughs> like, yeah, I know she's just going to recruit from jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, like, she's pretty cool. And I'm curious to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's like, you know, these people, like, the Insanity Collective wants people to give people a second chance. He's like, I'm down with that. Like, I don't yeah. care. Um, and then seeing uh, Clown Killer, Clown Hunter team up with Ghostmaker. Yeah. It's like, you, you want me to get trained by the guy who was trying to kill me a few weeks ago? Yes. Okay, but I'm going to make the the better offer. I have swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, because he's like, fuck you, Batman, I'm not going to join you. And he's like, I don't want you to join me. He's like, yeah, right. And he's like, I want you to join him. And he's like, he killed me. He's like, he wanted to kill me. And it's like, I got swords. It's like that uh, that meme where it's just like, uh, you want me to risk my life for cheese pizza with <laughs> pepperoni? You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> and that's, ah, and that's the TikTok crunk. sounds. Yeah, yeah, it's like you, and that's that's clown hunters. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this book. Uh, I'm gonna miss Tynan. I am excited for Josh Williamson, though. Uh, yeah. Always dig his stuff. Detective Comics 2021 Annual, uh, written by Mariko Tamaki and Matthew Rosenberg, with art by David Lapham. Colors by Trish Mulvihill and Lee Laffridge, and letters by Ariana Marr. So, we know that in Batman, Batman's going to be leaving Gotham to go hang hang out around Europe and deal with some, like, Batman Incorporated business. Yeah. So, Detective is really becoming our one book that is staying in and focusing on the Bat family in Gotham. And this annual is starting to set up what that new status quo will be. Uh, it's the prelude to a storyline called Shadow of the Bat that's going to start in January and run... I think it was originally pitched as weekly, but it wasn't even solicited as weekly. Just, like, more than twice a month seems to be the goal. Sort of on an amazing Spider-Man schedule. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, if you have... Well, see, I don't know. You could have multiple writers, and I'm sure that'll make things smoother. But otherwise, in theory, if, like, that's all you're doing, you can write three books a month or four yeah. books a month oh at least i mean yeah. there are definitely comic book writers out there who have put out twice that in a month mm. i'm looking at you charles soul <laughs> uh, who i'm pretty sure single-handedly at one point was writing a quarter of dc's output jesus christ um but this is giving us our look at what is coming in gotham for the bat family who stays and this this centers around the reemergence of Arkham Asylum, which is now going to be like an Avengers Tower style yeah, high rise downtown. Yeah, the Arkham Tower. Yeah, that was yeah. uh yeah that was that that was hinted at in Fear State Omega too. Uh, yeah, it's it's been teased in a couple of places now. Um, and like this this issue very much frames it as a debate between Batman and Nightwing, a very much are the old ways good, do the old ways still work kind of argument. And Nightwing 
wants to find a way that focuses more on not just creating vicious cycles of the same problems over and over and over again. Yeah, because that was kind of part of his back and forth with uh with Crane this issue. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like yeah, like I know I don't have the answers and like I ha I that I have fucked up and like that's why I'm evolving. And you, Crane, haven't. And that's what scares you is that you haven't evolved. So <laughs> that's why I win. <laughs> this also introduces us to a character who we heard named, I think, in uh in the Fierce State Omega one shot. And that is uh Chase Meridian, who is the new doctor who is heading up Arkham Tower and trying to actually get the rehabilitation programs going. Yeah. I feel like that name rings a bell to me, but I cannot place it from anywhere. And I don't know if it should make me nervous, but the name Chase Meridian kind of makes me nervous. And I think it's because I'm thinking of the Arrow villain whose name was Chase something. Cameron Chase? Oh, see, I'm thinking of the Branch Navidians uh, who were, who were that <laughs> cult in Waco, Texas. Also fair. <laughs> also fair. Um, but yeah, like, I've been digging Mariko Tamaki's run on Detective. I am excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, our last Bat book. Uh, Is that true? Not That's not true. Yeah. Our last, last Batman. Batman book. Yeah, yeah. Last but uh, not last but not least, uh in the in the Bat Block. Batman the Detective number six, written by Tom Taylor, pencils by Andy Kubert, inks by Sandra Hope, colors by Brad Anderson, and letters by Clem Roberts. Mm-hmm. So uh this was the finale to Tom Taylor's mini. Uh it's kind of an alter like a couple of years in the future alt timeline going on. Uh where for whatever reason <laughs> uh Bruce has decided to add a trench coat, bulked up a little bit and uh gave himself a crew cut. <laughs> it's like it's like the halfway point between his bat suit and Damien's bat suit from from Earth six six six. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I really liked this finale. So you, I th- was it? I think it was mainly this issue, or was it last issue? Because I read it back to back. I did too. Yeah, I can't. So I can't remember which one it is where the backstory for the main villain is revealed, where she was the other trainer. She was the other trainee of the mentor that. Bruce has been reconnecting with this mini series. Henri Ducard. Henri Ducard. Um, and uh, anyway, so then the backstory is revealed that Batman saves a guy. And then like two years later, he uh, gets drunk and then crashes his car and kills uh, this woman's whole family. Uh, and she's the lone survivor. And that Lynn, like, breaks her mind and is like, Batman is this wild card because he saves people that should have died. If this guy had died, my family would still be alive. A little bit of a leap, to say the least. Um, (laughs) And the last issue is everyone trying to stop her from killing all of London. Definitely a reasonable, insane thing to do. 
Yeah, because one he's... time Batman saved all of London. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, so she's like, all right, well, you saved all of London, so I'm gonna fucking nuke it. Like, oh, Batman buddy. has saved the entire world before. Equilibrium, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know, maybe because that's in space that, like, the Justice League doesn't uh, advertise that as much. You know, a Luther Maybe. plot. A Luther plot. They'll advertise the shit out of, but like when it's when it's dark side, they're like, ah, eh, maybe we shouldn't. Like, That's let the fair. world know there's a space god that wants to kill the planet. Like canonically, the inhabitants of the DC universe only learned about the multiverse this year. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're probably right about that. Um. Hey, I'll say this. I would read, if, if Tom Taylor wanted to do a Knight and Squire miniseries, I would read the hell out of that. That was very good. And, and then that was a, um, that was another slight twist to the origin story of the villain, is that the same time that Batman saved the guy that killed the family in the, in the drunk driving, um... He also saved Squire's mom, who then went to jail because she was like an accountant for the bad guys. Um, and so then, like at the end of the book, like you know, Bruce hires some lawyers. He's like, "Hey, go get this woman free. Here's an infinite, here's an infinite uh, retainer. Go, go get this woman free." And they do. And I really like that. That. That ends up sort of being Batman's takeaway from this, because mm -hmm. this series started pretty existentially, you know, Batman asking what is his legacy. Yeah. And I think that's the answer now. It's okay, maybe there is some harm that I have done in helping, and I actually should address the harm. Yeah. Uh which yeah, like it's very it is a very sweet moment. Um and like that's the last page is yeah, the mom coming out of jail um not all batman is black and white <laughs> yeah uh speaking of the denizens of the dc universe only now learning about the multiverse <laughs> justice <laughs> yeah. league incarnate number one uh, written by josh williamson and dennis culver with art by brandon peterson andre bresson and tom derenick colors by hi-fi and letters by tom napolitano yeah just a, a a slight break not from dc but from batman at least for <laughs> for a second for a moment <laughs> um here's yeah, here's I, the big takeaway uh, clearly clearly williamson and culver wanted to wanted to do a dark side versus thanos fight yeah yeah a little bit yeah yeah a little bit yeah that's essentially what they what they do is uh which which they're like fuck thanos uh and like that equivalent character just gets his neck snapped uh by <laughs> i love the whole Dark side, you said you'd stay out of my universe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which apparently, like, it's, I don't know, because I know in the past, haven't they? Correct me if I'm wrong. In the past, they have established that New Genesis and Apocalypse. There is one for the that is correct. Multiverse. That but, uh, that is correct. But Doctor Multi Doctor Multiverse Nis was saying, oh. Darkseid has combined all of his variants in, into he's the only Darkseid now. That's not how I read it. Um, I may have just misread it. I, I kind of read it as a restating the premise that there has always only been this one Darkseid. Yeah. 
Uh, because that's something that at least in terms of like new 52 continuity going forward has been the rule. And it's something that was very clearly defined in Grant Morrison's multiversity and their multiverse map. Yeah. Um, now the asterisk there is like, there are also multiple dark sides running around in justice league infinity. So clearly there are books that are maybe in a different multiverse. Maybe other multiverses have individual dark sides but for the prime multiverse there can be only one everything is everything is continuity nothing is in continuity exactly the rules are made up and the points don't matter (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah this is this is the immediate follow-up to uh infinite frontier the Justice Incarnate, which is now going by by the title Justice League Incarnate, is trying to figure out where Barry Allen has gone and how to plug the crack in the multiverse that would give Darkseid access to other multiverses. Mm-hmm. And they recruit uh, the Flash of China, Avery, who, I love this character, she was a fixture in... Josh Williamson's flash run, and I'm glad that he is bringing her in here. Uh, they bring her in as kind of a new member. Most importantly, most importantly, we meet, I guess, kind of the steward of the the Justice League International's headquarters, Dino Cop. <laughs> Which is, uh, someone really likes Savage Dragon, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh. That's that's the vibes I was getting there. Yeah, that's that's not inaccurate. Um I don't this has that kind of like death metal big dumb fun vibe that I adore, especially in yeah. like an event book. Yeah. Um and the thing I, I continue to like so much about this that I liked about Infinite Frontier is it's nice to have an event book that's just kind of simmering off to the side that isn't actually like affecting everything immediately yeah yeah is yeah because it's uh yeah because like if they want to like spin something off then they can like if you read it great but like then you could just be like dark side's doing this and like you know the regular just being like oh shit let's go stop him like you don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of exactly what happened just like yeah all right this is fill over now but it's using characters who aren't doing anything in 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 yeah. any other books, well, yeah, because yeah, the not yeah, because that Flash is also not from I don't think from the regular DC universe. No, she is from the Prime one. She's from she Prime? is she's from Earth Zero. Yeah, okay, but it's it's Superman of Earth twenty three, Calvin Ellis. It's Batman of Earth question mark Flashpoint yeah, Earth is- that's been destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess he technically does have a designation because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it's, it's that Thomas Wayne, uh, it's Aquaman, Aquawoman of, is it Earth 22, the gender flipped Earth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, I just realized the cleverness of it. Cause is it, I mean, cause rule 69 is if there, if it exists, there's porn. And isn't it rule 22 is, uh, gender flipping? I don't know. I remember. See, I thought rule 34 was if it exists. Rule 30. It was. I thought it was sixty. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know the, the numbers. The rules are made up joke. and the points don't matter. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole thing is, the main point is, the the rule number, that, yeah, who gives a fuck? But, yeah. Yeah, if it exists, there's porn, but then there, if it exists, I guess there's also a gender swap version. Yeah. Um, Captain Carrot, most yeah, important yes. member of the team. <laughs> yep. The Further Adventures of Captain Carrot and Dino Cop. There you go. Uh, I got nothing else. It's fun. It's goofy. I love it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the first issue. It's, yeah, very, uh, because the, the Flash there is very, she's like, uh, I don't know what exactly I'm doing. They're like, it's fine, kid. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, is it? And that's kind of the back and forth for the whole issue. But I do like Dr. Multiverse, whose whole thing is like, yeah. she is from the, the, the Marvel Earth, Earth 8. All of them hate her because they don't want to acknowledge the existence of the multiverse. Uh-huh. And like, but- she can look at a person and like, see all of their multiversal alternates. Which, yeah, is, which it's also hilarious absolutely hilarious that uh we're gonna get into this later of course but it's hilarious that she is from the marvel equivalent in dc right Mm -hmm. when the same week is avengers 50 which is the destruction of the 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 start of shit with their multiverse yeah Uh, (laughs) i mean the the number of like big coincidental sort of synergistic plot lines between Marvel and DC that have happened in the ten-ish years I have actually been reading comics mm-hmm. are just sometimes wild to me. Nothing, nothing may ever beat out the time that simultaneously Marvel and DC both threw alternate universe versions of characters onto a patchwork world that were each different pieces of different doomed realities. Oh, yep, yep. Like, the number of times they could have crossed over and haven't in the last decade hurts me. It hurts me. I'd be like, well, I mean, DC's no longer in New York, but I would say, like, you know, you know these these guys grab coffee together. like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still, like... They still are friends with each other. They they mm. bounce plots after each other. A lot of them do work for both companies. Yeah, that's like true. they all it's, know it's each other as, and they all talk. It's not as stringent of a line as it used to be. Yeah. Um. And I mean, when there are cons happening, like they all hang out yeah. together at cons. Yeah, I know, it's wild to hear some of the like the editorial battles uh, in yesteryear in terms of like. Um, just the bloodthirsty, uh, head hunting that DC and Marvel would do, yeah, uh, to each other was insane. I mean, in my mind, the only place that rivalry between the two exists in the corporate world is in management. Mm-hmm. Management always the problem. Nightwing twenty twenty one annual, written yes. by Tom Taylor, pencils by Shian Torme and Daniel H D R. Inks by Shian Torme, Raul Fernandez, and Daniel HDR. Colors by Rain Barreto and John Kalish, and letters by Wes Abbott. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We're in a golden age of people writing Red Hood and Red Hood not sucking. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, well, it's also Tom Taylor, and I haven't seen yes. a bad thing from Tom Taylor yet. Uh, in this issue, 
or this annual. Um, it's just kind of a fun side story. It's not or like I I don't know if in any way it's could it will eventually contribute to the main story, but um, Red Hood. Uh, or Nightwing gets contacted by Oracle and it's like, uh, hey, Jason just shot a dude in the head. <laughs> uh, can you can you deal with that? And Dick is just like, it, I guess. Let me go. <laughs> let me go deal with that. Um, turns out they find out pretty fast. It's Clayface. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but the story is intercut with the uh kind of first time they properly hang out together because um, tom taylor knows how to tug at our heartstrings with an alfred flashback yes yes uh which yeah alfred is the central part of this uh flashback because he tricks dick into going to the mansion because this is right after he got fired uh and so him and bruce are in a are in a tiff um and Alfred's just like, hey, um, J- like Jason needs your help. I'm gonna go make tea, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just leaves Dick to it. Which um, they go for a joyride in the <laughs> in the uh, Batmobile, and uh, I think in the flashback or in the present they crash it. I think it's in the present they crash. It's it. in the present they crash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but so they go and like you know they have a heart to heart and a fun little adventure uh when i say fun jason beats the shit out of this dude because uh he like threatened to he like threatened these kids um and that like literally triggers jason because like he uh it ended up being like he had been abused and like he saw other kids being abused and he's like nah like i i ain't gonna stand for that um so Dick just kind of like pulls him back and he's like, Whoa, buddy, like that's uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have that one. Uh reel it in <laughs> next time. I ain't gonna tell Bruce. Like I ain't gonna no the way he phrases it, I'm not gonna tell dad. Like Yeah. Uh which is very sweet. Um because then that line is repeated later when they crash the Batmobile to stop a plane taking off. Uh and then Jason repeats it, where he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, I won't tell. I won't tell Dad we crashed the Batmobile. Brothers keep, you know, brothers keep each other's secrets." It's I. I've been really liking the past couple of years the them really, really leaning into the adopted family of the Bat family. Yeah, it's not it, just like yeah. It it makes for a nice contrast with just like oh, they're all kind of. It turns the rivalry into a sibling rivalry, which I think mm-hmm. really takes the edge off of it and makes it feel less angsty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, especially with, like, because, uh, like, originally when Damien was first introduced, like, that was his big thing, where he was just like, you know, like, I am the blood son, fuck all y'all pretenders. Uh, and it, I think that's much less now. Where it's yeah. just like, yeah, like he's the baby, like, <laughs> and that comes with its own, you know, its own bullshit, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which, yeah, is he's he is very much, yeah, the youngest child of just hot headed. Pay attention to me. I'm the greatest. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the one that deserves everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a very very 
very sweet little little aside with uh yeah dick and jason how about wonder girl number five written by joel jones art by adriana mello colors by jordi belair and letters by pat brousseau i am not entirely sure how much i am confused because i am meant to be or because i need to reread these once again that is i think a fair question here are the things i think we're supposed to know mm-hmm. hera is up to hijinks yeah and wants yara floor to be her new champion yeah she was yeah for for whatever reason like which i mean i don't think we're supposed to know that reason yet the but, three yeah. amazon tribes mm-hmm. are all worried about yara floor like being active and having something to do with some prophecy and they yeah. all want to stop that prophecy. Yeah. The end. That's the end of the list of things I think we're supposed to know. Yeah, because like I mean that because the because we're with Nubia and the Amazons, we're starting to see that brew. I think in uh, on Themyscira. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're, we're getting we're gonna, yeah. Uh, well, in the next book, we're going to talk about what we find out. There should be five tribes. Of Amazon, uh, so I don't know exactly where the other two are supposed to be, or like if there was a fusion. Oh, you're talking about Historia. I didn't make that connection. I I didn't think about like each of these tribes being one of the five goddesses tribes. Yeah, it's that's, I, that's kind of like I'm I'm wondering if that's because like if that's maybe why they split. Because um, like I mean, I guess it makes sense to talk about both at the same time in terms of this so like historia is very much the the origin of the amazons at first and you find out the five goddesses not including hera even though she did help create the amazons she did not have her own tribe um but the other five goddesses that helped hera create the amazons did it was uh of course athena uh athena venus Demeter, Hestia, um, Hestia, the goddess of the hearth, and then I forget the one, the goddess Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. yes. <laughs> who was the one who had the sharp ones? Oh yeah, that was Hecate. Hecate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember her design. I could not remember her name. Um, but yeah, so they each get their own. They each uh have like one of their first Amazons, which I love. That the fir- very, very, very first Amazon is part of the Demeter tribe because uh, Demeter makes sure man reaps what he sows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I let's let's hold there on that and come back to yeah, it yeah. though because I want to talk yeah. more about that, but I also don't want to lose the Wonder Girl on. at the Wonder moment uh, uh, because. I, I do- I do think it is setting up the same thing that the Wonder Woman annual is setting up. That also, I think, Nubia, I mean, is setting up actively in its backups. But also, I think the main story is building toward as well, the trial of the Amazons. Yeah. Like, I think that's what this is all ultimately building toward. And the reason, the reason, like, all of these books have some mystery element happening in them is because yeah. it's going to be one big kind of line-wide answer. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I mean I'm looking forward to it. Like it's it is cool to see all these different little pieces. Um in terms of specifically Wonder Girl, I do like uh 
<laughs> do you like Yara? Uh, kind of fucking with uh, Hera. <laughs> oh, Yara, like, Yara has, like, no fucks to give. Yeah, and yeah. is just sassy and impatient and, like, yeah, no. I I changed my mind, by which I mean, you kept talking and I stopped listening. Yeah, yeah. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna murder some automatons, and then I'm gonna hop on my horse, and we're gonna fly away. Those bastards murder her horse. He'll be fine. He'll survive. I, well, her statement was dead, so I don't know. Well, we'll see. He was still there in future state, so I'm going to cross my fingers that he survives. Long <laughs> live Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Can I call you Jimmy? Like when, when, he, when he finally approaches her, because that's one of her tests, and he, and like he approaches her and she pets him, and she just goes, Can I call you Jimmy? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's a, and this particular one was very fun, yeah, because you get all of those, like her, uh, yeah, given, given the middle finger to Hera, flying away and like fighting, uh, uh, fighting the, um, automatons from, uh, Vulcan. I forget the Greek name. Vulcan's the Hephaestus. Roman name. Hephaestus. Yeah. It's My all favorite... Greek to me. <laughs> My favorite interpretation, um, uh, of those two elements was um in the sequel to the Percy Jackson series so like they you had the first 5 and that centered on Percy right mhm and then he the same guy wrote a sequel series and that kind of one of the main characters there kind of came from the roman side of the gods cuz they established that okay these are the same beings and they're very ethereal and weird like um one thing they talk about is just kind of like this glazing over because like they're probably you know 200 miles away talking to somebody else at the same time like um and only like half talking to me uh but another aspect they talk about is the they have a kind of a switch they can flip where it's the greek version and then the much more brutal Roman version. Uh, they did something like that recently both. in recently in Wonder Woman too, with Janus. Janus being a Roman god who yeah. was adopted by the Greek pantheon. Yeah, yeah, because Janus. Yeah, I think Janus was never in the Greek lineup, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure when they were inserted. But I do know, like, that's the reason we have January is Janus. Yeah. Um uh and you know why the Julian calendar uh begins yeah, begins the year with January. Because it's looking Janus. forward and backward at the same time. Yep. Um so yeah, it was a very it was a very fun issue. I am like I'm gonna stick with it and especially because it is like, yeah, seems to be tying into all of the other Wonder Woman books. Which like the fact that Wonder Woman has a line right now, I really like. Like they're they really yeah. make up for her eightieth anniversary. Yeah, the the Wonder Woman annual, I don't know that there's quite as much to get into. Basically, uh, a very, like, gleaming, pale, shiny dude yeah. shows up and essentially says, Hi, um, my people lived on Themyscira first. Yes, yeah, like and- Amazons are colonizers! 
You all are about to go through something, and just so you know, when you're all dead, we're gonna take the island back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah. He he gives her like this because like he's he's giving her this spiel and this revelation in a uh in a museum exhibit dedicated to Themyscira uh, and its culture and history, um, which Wonder Woman was supposed to tour with. Etta Candy, but uh, Wonder Woman was like, she was stopping a bank robbery, and then Etta got called to work. So, like, it's... I've <laughs> Just recently in my life, like, I feel, like, just how... I I, I feel for them, because it's just like... Yeah. The, the tenuousness of adult relationships, which is like, ah, fuck, we were supposed to catch up, but, like, I, I, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, Too real. Is, yeah. Um... But, uh, yeah, and so, like, Etta is just like, no, 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 like, you go in, like, you see this, you know, you 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 see the exhibit, um, which, yeah, that this weird albino dude is following her, and he's like, yeah, you Amazons are a bunch of colonizers, we're the I'm from the original people who have been living in this kind of submarine for, like, however many thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> just, just waiting. Free it's like just... it's like a sad Atlantis. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, we don't have a big that's... dome, just a bathosphere. <laughs> uh, that's written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clunan, with art by Andy McDonald, colors by Nick Filardi, and letters by Pat Brousseau. Well, I guess, and that because that's one more thing we should mention is that, um, her comment to Etta Candy when they're catching up at the very end of the issue after the fight that he she has with him, where she's like, "I was barely holding back, but I don't. I think he was barely trying." Yeah. Uh, which is a little worrisome. terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Well, he also like alludes to the fact that he maybe knows more about the. What's the the nightmare gate or whatever below Themyscira? Yeah, so I th yeah I think that's going to be two big revelations. Is going to be the nightmare gate, but then also the well of souls. Yeah, I don't um, think it's actually the, called the nightmare gate, but I am blanking on the actual name of the thing. I I think you're right. I'm like ninety five percent sure you're right. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Doom's doorway. Doom's okay. Doom's doorway. But maybe colloquially the nightmare gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Now for a real Wonder Woman history of the Amazons, book one, written by Kelly Sudakonic, art by Phil Jimenez, who is just on some next level shit here. Colors by Hi-Fi, Arif Prianto, and Romulo Fajardo Jr., and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, I, I know Hi-Fi is a studio, but just like, I mean, goddamn their work on this. As well. Uh-huh. Um, what is it we said? I think we talked about this the other episode, or maybe it was off mic, but just like, this was announced four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, definitely well worth the wait. Uh, it's insane stuff that, like, Kelly Sue was weaving. So, the biggest chunk of the book is the origin of the Amazons and the six goddesses that, like, went to Zeus and said, hey, we're tired of men. 
And then Zeus laughs and he says, oh, you want me to get rid of all mankind? And they're like, no, men. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, like, I'm the bottom of justice, so, like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stop them after they do whatever. And they're like, nope, not good enough. <laughs> and they, they, so the six goddesses fuck off and uh, go to hell where there is the well of souls uh in tartarus which is where all of the murdered women i guess throughout time get sent the uh where they are unloved in life they are sent to this area of tartarus to be loved in death is how it is described um so they use this section i guess you would say as uh the beginning and they the five goddesses each take a pot and they go up to the surface, and then the pots hatch into the first Amazons. Yeah, and um, each of the five goddesses through those pots basically gives birth to six Amazons for a total of 30 for this yes. original Themyscira tribe. Mm -hmm. um, which they don't have a central queen yet. Which is when we then cut to uh, still human um uh still human uh Hippolyta who is given uh the real shitty task of abandoning a baby girl that had just been born cuz they couldn't the family couldn't afford a third kid a third girl specifically cuz like all right well we need a boy for you know hierarchical reasons uh and they're like all right well go lay it out by the river like tradition because that's not technically infanticide we're leaving it um, up to the gods yeah leaving it up to the gods which uh that act then thoughts breaks. and prayers thoughts and yeah. prayers <laughs> thoughts and thoughts and prayers uh although i do think the thoughts and prayers does kind of work because i am 95 percent sure that the wink and a nod hera gives when she collects the baby soul like that's that's gonna be diana yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh -oh. I don't think you're wrong. In the book, in the book, maybe the thoughts and prayers works. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the book. In, the book. Yeah. in this in this one instance in fiction. <laughs> in American gun violence in schools, less so. Yeah, but yeah, in fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it actually works. Um because yeah, and that's and that's also a thing that like a, a really interesting scene I love is between Athena and Hera. And Athena's just like, hey, Hera, like, why didn't you, um, like, why didn't you help us with this? And she's like, well, I'm Zeus's wife. Like, I can't, you know, go fully against him. Uh, Athena gives her more shit. And <laughs> then Hera is just like, all right, like, you don't think I'm like, thinking about things but it's like no i know for a fact where things are good like i see the past present and future at once yeah i <laughs> like, i really like the distinction she draws there which is athena you're the goddess of wisdom you know uh, what might happen i yeah, know yeah. what will happen yeah exactly uh so shut the hell up and like just do your thing i got this um but that action uh of leaving the baby like breaks uh 
breaks Hippolyta, essentially. Like, she goes into a mental breakdown, and she starts running through the woods. Uh, which is also very classically Greek, as well. Yeah. Um, There's a really cool layout where just, like, the, the very evenly spaced panels start degrading and breaking down as she runs across the top of them, and it yeah. shows her sort of tumbling off the ravine of those actions. Yeah. It's a amazing layout work. Um, but she eventually collapses from exhaustion. These uh, soldiers on the road are like, oh, runaway slave. Like, you know, essentially like, kind of sexually assaults her and drag her back to her theoretical master. Um, but then the Amazons show up and murder them. Uh and like then the dialogue is it's just like we didn't you know like we didn't know we had you know just met our queen uh they just kind of show up save her and peace out yeah. and then and then like a panel later cuz like the argument between uh Hera and Athena has still been going on so uh Hera is is uh just like you know like I know what I'm doing like I have plans and those plans are in motion and on the full page spread of her saying those plans are in motion, Hippolyta, like, has made bone armor for this horse and herself and, like, has some, <laughs> has some thrown together axe. She's like this very, like, barbarous uh, outfit she now all of a sudden has going on after being saved by these Amazons. And it's like, it's gonna go fuck somebody up. Like, I don't know exactly who yet. That's a glow-up, right? That's what they call a glow-up yeah. on the internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The glow of Hippolyta. What the kids say nowadays? You know, the blood of your enemies does wonders for the skin. It's true. <laughs> uh, and it's gorgeous. It's just such a gorgeous book. Uh, it is. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 80. Written by Cody Ziegler, with art by Michael Dowling, colors by Jesus Abertov with Eric Arseniega, and letters by Joe Caramagna. Uh, I personally am excited for next issue, which is a break issue, I believe. I think it's next one. Is um, <laughs> We're going to see Aunt May teaming up with Doc Ock. Uh, yes. <laughs> Because no one messes with Aunt May's little boy, and she will she will team up with a supervillain to save you know to save her little Peter. I do, I do love like in the, she calls the uh, she calls up the doctor and she's like, "How did you get this number?" And she's like, "I had to take care of a teenager in Queens. <laughs> if I can't find your number, I failed." Yeah, I'm. I am very curious to see what comes of this whole uh, Craven the Hunter thing because yeah, it feels was... like a very different mo for Craven. Well, because you had him, of course. I mean, years and years ago, uh, die after you know Craven's last hunt. That whole storyline that he kind of was being rehabilitated in um, Squirrel Girl, which I know they're not super looking to for continuity but like i liked his i liked his character arc in squirrel girl yeah. well um, then nick spencer killed him again and replaced him with a clone son of himself i'm so glad i didn't read the spencer run <laughs> rub it in the, well, I, 
the more the more I hear about it. All I needed to know was that man wrote Secret Invasion, and like I know that's not fully his fault from what I've been told, but like, yeah, Secret Invasion, I'm, Secret Empire. I'm not gonna hold that one against him. When Rick Remender left Marvel, editorial should have just changed the plan. That is what should have happened. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, we we. I also want to say I really enjoy the like stoned off his gourd spider-man art in this issue the yeah, like biblical the, flaming heads and giant they, horrifying they faces went, they just went ham on uh it's like all right spider-man's high as shit on psychedelics all right let's let's see a web swing through that buddy <laughs> and then Ed, well, i love the plot point later when he just pops this pill that is like these uh guys that had been kidnapped they worked for beyond and they were kidnapped by craven earlier uh at the very beginning of the issue you you see them get kidnapped and the guy that gives him the pill that he was mentioning at the beginning of the issue was like oh i have this hangover cure pill that's an r&d at work so like drink all you want <laughs> uh so like he pops uh Ben pops that to get sober from all of these drugs that Craven gave him. Uh and then my favorite kind of throwaway joke was uh in the background of one of the panels later when uh Ben is getting a debrief and like he's getting medically checked over. You just see the doctor says, They're using what for what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, and Ben is just like, oh, should I, should I not have said that? Like, <laughs> just blow it up, yeah. blow it up their spot, Ben. I'm, I'm just loving this whole Beyond era of Spider-Man. It, it is. It's, it's really good. Well, because then there's like a kind of a brief heartbreaking moment where he first gets dosed, and he's like, he's like, I am, I am. Spider-Man, I am Peter. I was like, no, wait, no, I'm Ben. Like, yeah, just the, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, like that. Just kind of, he's still, he's still not fully, you know, doesn't still fully feel like his his uh his own person. Yeah, I what I really want someone to do is to bring Ultimate Spider-Woman into the like in in some form, bring Ultimate Spider-Woman back. Mm-hmm. Main, mainly because like i would love to see that idea explored of like uh because like i mean you could go she's she's ripe for like some t- for like some type of trans narrative yeah i think um for listeners you don't know the, the ultimate spider woman was uh introduced during the ultimate clone saga where um for whatever reason they cloned Peter, but made the clone female, but the cloning process still gave her all of Peter's memories. So yeah. she just wakes up as a woman. Like, it's plus a memory dump, the whole X-23 thing. But they never gave X-23, they never gave Laura Logan's memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, 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 yeah, they, I think they, well, I think that specifically was because they wanted didn't want the problems that Logan had with yeah. you know having memories. Well, and they also recently retconned it to be that 
uh she's not actually a clone of logan uh the doctor who was in charge of the project actually used one of her own like used her own dna and actually she is the child of logan and that oh, scientist well, well, yeah, well i mean Jeanette, like in terms of real science that would probably make more sense because you do get uh an ex uh, women do get x genes from you know, you get a uh, X chromosome from your father, and then an X chromosome from your mother. Right? Yeah, because that's how you, um, because eggs are all X's, and sperm is either X or Y. Yeah. So that would well, make more sense. That just like yeah, the original the original explanation was well, we just modified the the genetic sample from Logan to replace the X with a Y, and then I think it was it may have been in Tom Taylor's run where they're finally like no. That was a lie we told. She is not a clone. She is actually the daughter of Wolverine and the scientist. Yeah. I mean, through cloning shenanigans, but... Yes. But she I is mean, not by definition a clone. Actually, it might have just been straight up IVF at that point. Well, see, because I mean, that would be the thing, because I know that they're kind of right now... It's been a I minute since think, I've I, read that. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I'm, just, I'm just talking about real science also. Just like, I know that they've gotten to the point now. I don't know if they could do this with sperm. But they can, they're trying to get to the point to remove the, like, nucleus from uh, a, a human egg cell. Mm -hmm. Remove the nucleus and then, like, implant uh, a new nucleus from whatever donor. Uh, but I'm not sure how close that is at this point. Gotcha. Uh, so it's, it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's closer to actual size than just like we just repeated the x because that's how that works yeah. it's like no that's not how that works but it's a comic book so fine <laughs> we were told x gonna give it to you we were misinformed science <laughs> says otherwise yes exactly exactly uh avengers number 50 <laughs> uh the long and short of that one, because uh, we're getting, <laughs> there's a lot that happens in this one. It took yeah. me, I, 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 told, I already told, <laughs> I already told you this, but I gotta tell the listeners this. So, like, I was trying to catch up for tonight's recording, right? So, like, on my lunch break, I have an hour lunch at work. So I sit down, it's like, okay, I have my comics, I'm gonna read as many as I can during my lunch break. It took me my entire lunch break to read this issue. <laughs> um but it's so i guess the long and short of it is um namor is now she hulk's bitch uh, a little bit. um as as should be the case frankly <laughs> yeah uh the events of last issue have a uh overpowered her so much where she then explodes but she explodes at avengers mountain which then ends up curing avengers mountain because the uh, avengers mountain had been poisoned by gorilla man um but that power explosion then resets her to the sensational she hulk where like it is fully jen walter's brain yeah um Basically, finally, the last vestiges of Civil War II have been expunged in one bright green blast. Yeah. Oh, off mic, I want to tell you, because I, I haven't read Civil War II. Off mic, I would like you to tell me, like you to tell me exactly what happened in Civil War II that caused her to be. The oh, I can tell you on mic. That's actually really easy. She nearly dies and ends up comatose and uh -huh. 
when she comes back, she is no longer in control of her power. And, like, really struggles. She's, like, gray with green cracks. That then becomes the Mariko Tamaki Hulk run that's collected as She-Hulk. Um, and then after that, we get the the sort of this version of her that is green again, but, like, speaks like a Hulk. Yeah. Which uh, I did love. I did love one issue of Avengers where it's like she's repeating like a bar list, like like she's repeating like lawyer shit in her head. Yeah, but like is speaking broken. <laughs> I I liked that touch. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I mean lawyer Jin is back because then she's defending herself against Russia and is telling them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Under the circumstances, I demand a full apology and an exoneration. And um, so, yeah, the the red uh, the red room stuff. Uh, Jin is now exonerated. She's back to being a lawyer. Um, Namor owes her one, so he's like, "What can I do for you?" So yeah, Namor's she Hulk's bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, and then. Apparently, Doctor Doom wants to murder all of time, and so gathers a bunch of dudes, and then that causes a uh, that causes Kazar to become Galactic's Herald. Yeah. After after Howard Stark from another timeline strands him there because he made a deal with Mephisto. Which the immortal getting more of a cl- the immortal uh, Howard Stark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, this this was dark. This So the reason this Howard Stark is immortal is because he murdered Tony and his wife. Yep. <laughs> Mephisto's like, hey, you want to live forever? He's like, sure. He's like, all right, kill your son and wife. And Howard's like, okay. <laughs> and, and does it. Yeah, and now he's basically Mephisto's hatchet man. Yep. Like, Doom's Doom's multiversal masters of evil has like different characters that want to murder the same iterations of different like Avengers of 10 million BC across the multiverse. My favorite yeah. of which is like the Ghost Goblin who is a green goblin that steals <laughs> the skulls of ghost riders. Yeah, and then uses those as like his his bombs like that's those are his bombs, his former skulls of ghostwriters. <laughs> um Then you have Vidim you have Black Skull, which is Vidim and the Red Skull. Which is together. that the I know we saw a version of the Black Skull in Heroes Reborn. I wonder if this is the same yes, one. Yes, we did. Possibly. Because uh, we get some other connections to Heroes Reborn in this issue. Yep. Uh the Squadron Supreme is getting themselves back together. Well, kind and, of. Well, 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 they murder the shitty one. They murder the shitty <laughs> one, and Alex is happy. <laughs> he gets his hand cut off, and then his gym stuck in his chest. Um, I think Jim is stuck in his chest. I, I Power, thought it was... Power Girl murders him. Power Woman, like, reached through his heart to steal his gym out of his hand was... I think what happened, like she punched through him to take the power away from him. Oh, and no, use I thought it she cut off his hand because he was holding the gym. She cut off his hand and grabbed it. Oh, maybe mine. Mine was more brutal, and frankly, I think that's what he deserved. <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, yeah, they recruit the Red Widow, 
And she's apparently been, like, trying to rewrite Hyperion's memories because he wants that. Yeah. Um, that'll, that'll go well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, That's fine. In a minute, we'll talk about Nighthawk trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet so he can bring back that universe, which is not in this book, but is a plot yeah. line that I think finally is going to move into its next phase and something that comes out this week um also ghost rider keeps having visions of his own death that we learn eventually are are these multiversal ghost riders getting killed yeah which which the the spirit of it like death locks i guess are used by something called avengers prime yes Ultimate so or something they're 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 in the free comic book day issue we got a tease of this, that there is this, like, Avengers Watchtower that monitors the multiverse with an army of Deathlocks. Yeah. That is setting up the, is it Avengers Universe series that's starting soon? Oh, okay. Which is going to be, like, the multiversal Avengers hijinks. So Justice League incarnate. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a big multiverse, a big omniverse. They probably will never bump into each other, very coincidentally. Yeah. Uh, I have not read off the creative team for this book yet. It is very large. Written by Jason Aaron, with art by Aaron Cooter, Carlos Pacheco and Rafael Fonteras, Ed McGinnis and Javier Garon. Colors by Alex Sinclair, David Coriel, Matt Hollingsworth, and Rochelle Rosenberg. And letters by Corey Pettit. It's a, it's a big boy. It it's is. A, it's a thick boy. Thick with two Ks. Thick with two Cs. <laughs> uh, we also had an like, old-school style... Uh, Diagram of what all is in Avengers Mountain, which is from David yep. Baldeon and Israel Silva. And then a backup story called The Two Worthies, written by Christopher Ruccio, with art by Steve McNiffin, colors by Frank Darmada, and letters by Corey Pettit. That's like set in the fifth century. And as soon as I saw the title, I'm like, oh, oh, I know who this is who Arthur who who Thor is hanging out with. Yeah, yeah. Which King Arthur. <laughs> yeah turns out uh because because in the in marvel continuity of course he king arthur's a real guy uh who's guess, currently like, giving the x-men hell oh okay well because uh cause i'm i'm way behind on the x-books um oh merlin is up to some shit in otherworld over in the x-men too it's okay. not just once in future yeah <laughs> um so okay because i know all right. Uh, well, because I know that, like in in Marvel, because like uh, Captain Britain is supposed to have the Excalibur, right? Like, Ye yes. Asterisk. Now, Captain Avalon has it, and Captain Britain has the Starlight Sword. But that's some current X Men stuff. Historically, oh. yes, I think you are right. Okay. Let's see. They missed uh they missed the opportunity because you have I know in a lot of versions of Arthur Excalibur is not the sword he always has Excalibur is the one he gets from the Lady in the Lake and the Sword of the Stone is just the Sword of the Stone the Sword of yeah. the Stone is not Excalibur so you could have had you know Captain Britain now gets the Sword of the Stone instead of Excalibur and then Avalon gets 
Excalibur. Well, Avalon has Excalibur, but the sword, the Starlight Sword is a whole other thing that involves uh, uh, Saturnine, and frankly, we don't want to get into it at this point <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the episode. Um, I mean, I feel like you could have a, a full just X-Men podcast just keeping up with that line. Yes, and other shows do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not gonna chomp anyone else's flavor there. Um, anything else on Avengers? Uh, no, there's a lot. Um, I'm liking what it's setting up, you know, what it's teeing up for next. Um, a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm saying that right, uh, correctly, like Kazar. That's how I always say it. Yeah, yeah. So, Kazar is now the Herald of Galactus. And he got the time he, knife. Yeah, which well, is now fried, and that's why he's stuck. Yeah. Because Howard Stark has time missiles, because of course he has time missiles. Time-seeking missiles. That's that's what the time knife is saying. There's time-seeking missiles approaching us, and Kazar's like, what? And then, <laughs> boom! <laughs> we should also just say the words Kid Thanos out loud before we move on. Yes, there is. <laughs> Which I'm wondering, like... Is Kid Thanos the baby Kid... Thanos who was raised by Cosmic Ghost Rider? It, well, I know. I'm also thinking of, like, how that ties into Eternals. Because Eternals, Thanos is kicking their ass right now. So yeah. Adult Thanos is. But, but Kid... also, that adult Thanos was resurrected by the same resurrection shit that the Eternals are resurrected by. So I don't know if Kid Thanos is, like... Kid Thanos is probably, like, from earlier in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Like, either with or without Cosmic Ghost Rider having kidnapped him, he's, like, the Thanos who has just killed his parents. Yeah. And the Thanos who has been revived is the Thanos who was killed in, uh, or who was sucked into the black hole. No. Who was killed in, uh... Infinity Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It was Hell who was sucked in a black hole into a black hole in uh Kate's Guardians run. I think maybe Thanos was there. I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> Thanos was dead and now Thanos is alive again. And there's a kid yeah. Thanos running around. Yeah, yeah. There's it's, it's... Thanos is just cable but purple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Black Panther number one. Uh, written by John Ridley with art by Juan Cabal, colors by Federico Blay, and letters and design by Joe Sabino. Uh, I'm going to keep it quick here, but I didn't want to not mention this one since we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, some some cool ideas that intru get introduced here is that Thanos it Thanos. Wow. Uh, some cool ideas that get introduced here. One is that Black Panther, who is decidedly not Thanos. Yeah, um, well, yeah. although we'll, there we'll is that episode of what if where they're friends um yes that is true <laughs> that's, that's, that is a good one that's yeah a good one. uh maybe my favorite of the ones i've seen so far in fact that's 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 the last thing uh chadwick bosman ever acted in. yeah that was the last thing he did um black panther I, is I, feeling I, I, <laughs> I know i just made us all sad but it did it did <laughs> Um, Black Panther is kind of feeling pulled between his role, sort of, 
not leading Wakanda anymore because there is a representative democracy now. But yeah. as sort of statesman and guiding force in Wakanda, he's not really feeling welcomed or wanted as that. Um, yeah. But he's feeling so like that deserves so his time and maybe he can't spend as much time with the Avengers. So so, th so they made him Queen Elizabeth? Basically. Basically. Um, and that was all that was all stuff that happened in Ta-Nehisi Coates' run. Yeah. Um, but this is very much picking up with that status quo. So so Steve and T'Challa have a conversation about T'Challa trying to take more time for the Avengers and pay more attention. And that's when, let's say one of maybe the shadier things that T'Challa has done as leader of a secret kingdom comes to bear. Mm. Oh, as I just remembered. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just remembered. I don't want to forget. Kalemonger, King of Asgard, is also in Doctor Doom's lineup. Wearing the 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 war, the destroyer war, armor. destroyer armor. There we go. Yeah. It's like War Machine. Nope, that's a different guy. Yeah. Um. He at one point faked the deaths of a bunch of his best soldiers and implanted them across the globe as undercover sleeper agents, so that if Jesus. any country ever declared war on Wakanda or did anything to mess with it. He just he just he could have their guy. leaders yes. They were basically secret assassin sleeper cells. Uh-huh. And they are never to contact each other, except a couple of them fall in love and contact each other, and one of them gets killed, and the other is like, hey T'Challa, um people are trying to murder us all, as it turns out. Yeah. Please help. Yeah, your secret's out, bro. Yeah. So he goes to Shuri. And tells Shuri, and Shuri's like, mm, I am not comfortable with this. However, I guess I will help you. Because if yeah. people find out, it will be bad for us. Yeah, very bad. Um, And then Steve is irritated with T'Challa as well. Now T'Challa's not going to have as much time for Avengers business. Yeah. Which is something we actually saw acknowledged in Avengers. Mm. Uh... So like, it's a really different setup for a Black Panther book, and it's, I think, a really cool setup. Ridley does a great job with the kind of, like, political machinations. I don't know if you've ever gotten a chance to read his Authority graphic novel from a decade or so back. No. But this reminds me a little bit of that with him playing in this arena. Yeah. Um, And then, like, I've really loved his work for DC that's happened this year, so... Uh, I'm super excited for this going forward. It's a gorgeous book and, like, I think a really exciting new Black Panther book. Yeah. One uh, more from last week. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's, well, I was, I mean, cause I haven't read it. Um, I am looking forward to it. It's, uh, I know that for a long time, I, writers have, like, kind of played with the ideas, like, you know, he's, for a king of a country, he's kind of off superheroing a lot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also now, yeah, it's a kind of a, a figurehead of state, which yeah, he's not needed there day to day anyway. Um, but yeah, th but you know that still does come with certain responsibilities. Yeah. All right. One more from last week, written by Donny Cates, art by Ryan Otley, colors by Frank Martin, and letters by Corey Pettit. Hulk number one. Starship Hulk. <laughs> 
Banner has. I I cannot wait to hear you explain the premise of this book. So okay, so I haven't read Immortal Hulk yet. It's on. It is on my to read list. I have Marvel Unlimited. I'm gonna tell you this. You don't need to read it for I, making it, this make any more sense. This is not picking up from yeah. anything that happened in it. It's good. Yeah, true. But um, I, well, I, what I do know is that the Hulk is immortal. Like from that, like that established that, like I guess went more into the background of Hulk or like the origin. That's fair. That's fair. The 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 Hulk entity is immortal. Yeah. Green guy cannot be killed, or he'll yeah. come back if he is. Uh, yeah, because they're, I guess it's kind of establishing, going back to, going back to an earlier version of Hulk, where it's like, no, Banner and Hulk are separate. It's not even, like, aspects of the same dude. Like, no, they are two separate beings. Yeah. Um. Or, like, five but, separate beings by the time you're done with Immortal Hulk, but. Yeah. Um, so, what apparently, in between Immortal Hulk... 50 and this one uh banner has locked the hulk away the the hulk mind away in like a mind palace so he's locked up banner has then kind of crafted this control room for himself (laughs) and has made starship hulk where if he needs more power uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> instead of talking, uh, instead of talking to, um, LeVar Burton, he just <laughs> presses, it's, he just presses a button, which then makes the, attacks the Hulk in his prison and makes it matter. So then makes the body stronger, uh, which of course Bruce is controlling in his little control room. Which, uh, to be super clear, this is a tiny Bruce in the physical Hulk body, piloting it like a mech, but it's human size or Hulk sized. Yeah. Uh, which uh, <laughs> it's not it's, giant I'm Hulk. Sure. It's tiny Banner. Yeah, Hold yeah, yeah. me closer, a... tiny Banner. <laughs> uh, I, I think title. it's supposed to be. There you go. I think it's supposed to be like a like a mental representation like of abstractly what's going on with it. I don't think he's literally tiny, but it's just like that's the mental like he has built mentally built this spaceship so he can do what he needs to do. Like it's just constantly meditating essentially uh to put himself in this control room. I, that's my guess. I um, want it to be literal. I want yeah, this yeah, to be literal. To be. <laughs> the Hulk off off panel, the Hulk and Banner have split again, and the the Hulk just got a uh, Banner just got a hold of pin particles, shrunk himself, and then just jumped into the Hulk's brain. He's like the tiny George Carlin from Shining Time Station. <laughs> there you go. Uh, except for more angry, which is weird to say about George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Um, but that is also the Hulk shtick. Is uh, yeah. you know, angry. Uh oh and oh that's another thing. There's also I know it's in his mind because there's a, a an image that like his conscious is manifesting as Betty and like giving him shit for what he's doing. Uh you know, which is torturing another creature for his own ends. 
That's true. I guess it is metaphor. <laughs> Cowards. It's still wild. It is still wild. <laughs> it is. Uh, and he wants to go to space. He wants to literally, when you say Starship Hulk, he plans to literally pilot the Hulk's body through space. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess Planet Hulk 2 is coming soon. <laughs> uh, maybe? I don't know. It's, like, I'm not... Yeah, because, uh... Uh, Bruce... Not Bruce. Um, Tony, in his in his Hulkbuster armor, tries to stop him. And he's just like, I don't know why you're in my way. Like, I don't want to fight you. I just want to I just want to go to space. Like... You bastards have been trying to get rid of me forever, and I'm willingly leaving. Like, why are you... <laughs> and then he disarms Tony, by which I mean yeah. he rips off the gauntlet and, like, fuses it to the Hulk's body where Tony has chopped off the Hulk's arm? No, he hasn't even... He hasn't even, uh... He, Banner rips off the arm. Oh, that's right, when, that's right. Yeah, because he's like, he, like, gets it stuck in something... Uh, that, t like, Tony's just like, aha, I got you in this trap. You can't move because your arm's there. That's right. And he just, and he just rips it off. And just a bunch of green goo, you know, just flying everywhere. Uh, and then he shoves the gauntlet on, and then immediately the skin regrows over the gauntlet. Uh, and he has uh, another arm now. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a wild setup. It's a hell of a first issue. It really is. All right, we're going to do Is It Still Good? This is going to be your first time doing Is It Still Good? So I will right, do a couple first. Wrong. I will do a couple first. All right. Action I, Comics, um, number 1037. Superman and the Authority go to Warworld, and Mongol and company hand them their own asses. Hardware, season one. Hardware takes a trip to Singapore to meet up with his... Former benefactor's former associate, whom the benefactor also screwed over, and starts to make a deal, but might get screwed over again. Uh, Joker 2021 annual. Uh, Commissioner Gordon decides it's time to get rid of all the dirty cops back in his early days as commissioner, uh, only to realize that, oh, hey, they're just going to go work for all the supervillains who are filling the vacuum left by all the crime bosses who he put in jail. Whoops. <laughs> Robin 2021 annual. You got this? Uh, yes, I do. So it's a kind of a flashback issue where we get a little bit of background on the um, some of the other fighters, probably most notably um, would be Flatline we get an origin for, as well as a setup of uh, one more where he doesn't know... The identity, uh, the one that's finding Deathstroke, uh, his daughter. Respawn. But, uh, yeah, respawn. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, some answers, some questions, um, yeah. I won't say it's no miss, but it'll be helpful probably down the road. Teen Titans Academy uh, number eight. The Titans welcome a new class to come for orientation and tours of the Academy, and that is when Red X decides to show up again and be like, hey, uh, you guys don't want to go here. One of their former teammates killed another one of their former teammates, and they built a statue to the guy who did who got murdered outside, and the guy who did the murder, he brought his kids here and is standing in the room with you. Whoops. Once in future, number 22. Uh, still great. 
so great use of uh, uh so great uses of old stories uh most notably in this issue the um uh giant from Jack of the Beanstalk starts uh attacking the uh starts attacking the old folks home that uh the main group had to abandon for its own safety but you know surprise the child shows up right after <laughs> Captain Marvel number 34 it's Carol versus Marvel and also Carol learns to like force ghost project energy out of her own body. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, yeah, I heard she gets a new power this it's, issue. It's very cool. Daredevil number 36, the end of Chip Zdarsky's run on Daredevil before Devil's Reign starts. Uh Daredevil now out of jail hangs out some with Electra who's also Daredevil now. And then goes to wish Wilson Fisk congratulations on his uh, impending nuptials. Marauders, number 26. The Marauders fight Fin Fang Foom. It is the best comic ever written. The end. <laughs> new Mutants, number 23. The New Mutants and the even newer mutants team up inside of uh, the Shadow King's Mind Palace to take down the Shadow King and. Perhaps save Amal Farouk. Venom number two. Uh, so not a super lot happens. Uh, Eddie may actually be dead. I don't know. Like, he's not in this issue. Um, but, uh, so I guess the main thing is, uh, he lists, uh, oh, what's his, Dylan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Eddie's son, Dylan, finally listens to his dad's uh voicemail from last issue and meets up at the very end of the issue with his old uh reporting partner informant to you know like to be fully revealed i think of who exactly this person is uh and what he was to eddie but someone from when eddie was still a reporter so a very long time ago we get a cool terminator reference we do X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, number four. Wanda and Wanda and Wanda come together to give us some answers. This week's books. We have the beginning of Josh Williamson's run on Batman with Jorge Molina on art and Tamea More continuing on colors. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. This is going to see Batman leaving for Europe to deal with some Batman Inc. business. Uh, this issue specifically is like his last night in Gotham. We have One Star Squadron, number one of six, from Mark Russell and Steve Lieber. Uh, this is a, I mean, it's Mark Russell. It's an indictment of capitalism. Um, but fun. Yeah. Um, starring Red Tornado, Power Girl, and others on a team of superheroes for hire for like dumb jobs like gig economy superheroing oh god i need this eye beam lifted cover your power girl i mean i feel like that is probably a good day for power girl in this book well it's probably mainly to do with the boob window i bet you well <laughs> look i cannot wait to read this either way um I'm very excited for this next week. This week. Uh, Devil's Reign, number 106. Picking up where his Daredevil run leaves off. Chip Zdarsky 
uh, reunites with Marco Cicchetto, who had been on Daredevil with him, with Marcio Moniz on colors and Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, this is Wilson Fisk pulling out all the stops and going through, like, all of the secrets and dirt he has collected on superheroes to, like, finally discredit superheroes, at least in New York. Which is 90% of the Marvel heroes. Yep. <laughs> Giant Size Black Cat Infinity Score. Uh, this is the book I was referring to earlier that I think will probably get into Nighthawk and the antics he was up to in the uh, backups that ran through all of the Infinity's one-shots that came out earlier this year. Um, one of which was a Black Cat one-shot. She has the Infinity Gauntlet. And I think this is going to be about her finding all of those sentient infinity stones and bringing them together. Uh, it's written by Jed McKay with art by CF Villa, colors by Brian Reber, and letters by Farron Delgado. Is this the one MJ is in, or is that a different one shot upcoming? That's a different one shot. That's that's like uh, Spider Man eighty one point B E Y or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I think. It's definitely not this one. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Lunar Room number one, which is written by Danny Lore, with art by Gio Spasito, colors by G DJ Chavis, and letters by And World Design. Uh, this is from Vault. It is about a former mob enforcer for a warlock and former werewolf. Those are the same person. She used to be a mob informer and used to be a werewolf who is trying to get her identity back, which I think means become a werewolf again. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun and I've seen a lot of like early comic book insider, like other writers and artists. Uh, mm talking about preview copies that they or advanced copies of this that they got their hands on on Twitter and like everyone has been raving about this book who has read it um I can't wait Danny Lore has done a bunch of stuff at Marvel like one shots and things that I've really dug and they did a book for Vault called Queen of Bad Dreams a couple of years ago there was like a real that was my introduction to their work and it was just fantastic so very excited for this yeah. Uh, well, at least on the Marvel front, I have one. Um, I am behind on this series, but the first two issues were really good. Uh, Fantastic Four Life Story yes. comes out next week. Um, so that's been the kind of like retelling of uh the events, but like having it be one giant continuity, like. It's it is their life and ha and also like happening in real time, like uh, you know, because like in real life, uh, it was a while before uh um Galactus showed up. Yeah. And so like that's so like last I was reading, that's what it was kind of building up to was like uh was like their life story, like you but you're seeing the build up to th to Galactus. Yeah, it becomes this like. Ahab-esque obsession on Reed's part with the coming of Galactus. Yeah. Um, but I don't know DC-wise. Hang on. There we go. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I guess. Ba- uh, I mean, I guess definitely Batman. Uh, the one eighteen. Uh, oh, Dark Knights of Steel number two is coming out. Yep. The, f- <laughs> the ending to issue one was so bonkers. Like the last <laughs> two, the last two pages. It's just so out of left field. Which is like, holy shit, Tom Taylor. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited uh, for that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I guess, uh, yeah, because in... Uh, there's so many Justice League books. I can't remember which one. Infinity is not the Tim Burton universe one. The is the it? Bruce Tim universe one. Yeah, it is. So it is yeah, that one. that is that one. Okay. So that is coming out. That one's coming out next week too. Uh, oh, I guess the Son of Kal-El, uh annual is yep. out next week too. Uh, and of course Swamp Thing. Yes. Number ten. No oh, longer the 16. finale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming out in uh, well they say season two, but no. I so I think season one got extended to 16 issues and then he's doing a season two he already announced like he's gotten approval for the i saw a clarification earlier in the week and it Uh is that these the new six issues are the season two there will be a break between 10 and 11 and then 11 through 16 are season two okay yeah okay uh, I hope he does more after that. It's a great fucking well, book. Someone asked him that, and he said that, you know, 16 is a good place to check in, see if the book continues to be successful, see if he still has more story to tell, make a decision yeah. going forward then. So if you want more, Which, keep uh, buying it and keep reading it. Yeah, and keep tweeting at him, because I think he runs his own Twitter account. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, but yeah, those are my books for next week. Awesome. Well, plug. Plug away. Where can people find uh, you? Well, uh, you can find fa- uh, me at Fables and Reflections on any of your podcasting, uh, uh, I don't know, devices? Not devices. Apps, I guess. Anyway. Where, <laughs> however you get podcasts. Search Fables and Reflections. Um, uh, so right now we're on a little bit of a holiday holiday break um but we are going to be back for a special christmas episode mini sode uh that'll be very fun is it going to be talking about that clip of neil gaiman reading a christmas carol that gets circulated every year uh well that's not just a clip he read the entire damn thing at the new york library like five years ago okay it's a very long clip (laughs) uh he used because it's the New York Public Library and he's Neil Gaiman, they let him use uh, um, Dickinson's uh, uh, performance copy. So Dickens had a performance copy he had marked up with like, you know, X this out, do this emphasis here, and everything. And so like he's reading from that, which like Dickens toured with and like performed with. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so that's what that's what Neil Gaiman is reading from when he, from that recording. I love that video. And, he's, uh, and he is in a top hat. the vi- The video is key because he's in a top hat with a with a uh, a fake beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we have a mini soap plan, and we'll be back in the new year. Um, gonna use this time to kind of 
hopefully bank some. Um, Smoke and Mirrors, the first five of Smoke and Mirrors we shall be back with. Cool. Uh, Which is a mini, not a mini, it's a short story collection. Uh, So we're going to be covering the first five when we come back. Awesome. Uh, But otherwise we have... We have about eight episodes. And then also you could hear us talk about um, uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Miracle Man run soon-ish on Men of Steel, which is also on CPOB. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I guess social-wise, Instagram and Twitter, at F and R pod, uh, and is spelled out. But yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you once again. I am sure we have not heard the last of you. Uh, mostly because I'm almost positive you're back on the next episode. <laughs> we shall, we shall see at what, 80, 80, 20, I guess. Yep. Chance. Uh, we would, as always, like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Panelology is a member of the Certain POV Network. If you're looking for other cool podcasts about popular culture, go to certainpov.com. You can visit us at panelologypodcast.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash panelology. Get merch at bit.ly slash panelology merch, capital P, capital M. Or send us questions, comments, or whatever at bit.ly slash panelology mailbag, capital P, capital M. I'm Alex. And I am Angela Bones Bullock. Go read comics. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.